What is up, everybody? Ah, I hope that music makes you feel as good as it makes me feel. I mean, let's be honest. It makes me feel pretty fucking good. I just feel like as soon as it comes on, like, I don't know, like, your head starts to bob a little bit. Oh, I just... It's just such a sexy, like, her voice and just that guitar right here. Oh, that, that guitar's talking to you. It's saying, I'm sexy as fuck. I'm so sexy. Uh, and then it gives you a little of that. Mm, come on, everybody. What a beautiful day. I'm in Huntsville, Alabama from the hotel room. Giving you a little rundown. Had a great show last night. My buddy Chris Fryer from the Zach Brown Band, the drummer, came out. And um, always good to see him, man. You know, I remember the first time I met him. I met him and Zach actually at the same time. It was when I was opening, uh, during when I was opening for Larry the Cable Guy. I used to tour with him. And by the way, great dude. Great dude. I can't listen to anybody badmouth him. What a great, great, great guy. And in a weird way, he and Chelsea share so many of the same attributes. The ones that are important to me. Both... Uh, loyal to the core both way more generous than they need to be those are really important attributes for me and, and, and so but anyways touring with him was a long time ago I remember I was in green room and these two dudes walked in and um, you know one of them looked like a lumberjack you know beard flannel shirt you know wool hat and shit and uh, and uh you know, we introduced, and Dan was on stage. Uh, Dan, cable guy, his name is Dan, everybody, Dan Whitney. He was on stage, so we had, we had like an hour and a half in the back, and it was me and Zach and Chris Fryer. And and, um, and I remember Zach gave me this CD, and this is back when I had a radio show on Sirius Radio. I was on Blue Collar Radio for a while. But this was back then, and I, uh, I remember I said, you know, we were talking a little bit, and then he gave me this little... What's it called? An EP is the, like an abbreviated version. It had like five songs on it. And I said, hey, you want me to... He goes, here, take a listen. And um, I was like, cool. I go, which one? He goes, uh, whatever track it was. He goes, it's called Chicken Fry. Listen to that one. And he said, that's our going to be our big single. Well, what our single's going to be and all this. We are talking about it. I said, anything you want me to play? And he goes, yeah, if you could play... So I remember playing Chicken Fried on my radio show and asking people to call in to see if they think it was going to be a hit or not. Isn't that fucking crazy? What's even crazier is some people called in and were like, I don't like that song. Those guys are never going to make it in country music. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I think we've proven that to be wrong. Um, What's happening, guys? I'm so happy. I love it when I get a chance to sit down and do these fairly normals. 
Um, you know how I like to ramble. If you've been following me on Facebook Live, you know, sometimes it's like I ramble so much on Facebook Live that I'm like, well, should I do a fairly normal too? Because it's almost like I am, I don't know. You know, I do it on the on Facebook. So I'm like, am I doubling up with these folks? But I know there are people who listen to this who don't watch my Facebook Lives and watch Facebook Lives and don't listen to this. So I'll try not to double anything up. Um, I do want to announce on here that a couple things, uh, fun announcements uh, coming up on tour next week, which is the last week in March. I'm in Denver. The week after that, I'm in Boston. Both those tickets selling fast. It's that 6th, 7th, and 8th in Boston, and then March 30th, 31st, and April 1st in um, in Denver. And the week after that, guys, I'm in Orlando with a guy named Mark Ellis, and guess who else is joining me down there? A little guy named Freddie Prince Jr. It's going to be a fucking great time. If you're in Orlando, those tickets are also going to go fast. So come out, come out wherever you are. I'm also so happy to announce that I will be doing the roast of David Ortiz in Boston at the House of Blues on June 21st. The lineup is looking like it's going to be fucking sick. The only one I'm, I'm, I can share right now is Bill Burr has already committed to doing it. Um, it is going to be nuts. I don't think tickets are on sale yet, but when they do go on sale, if you're in Boston, I would hurry the fuck up. Those are going to go super fast. And besides that, oh, ooh. I'm having a muscle spasm. Muscle spasms are so weird. Like this actually isn't a spasm, like a cramp, so it doesn't hurt. But you know, like when you're like my thigh right now is just twitching like crazy. I'm fascinated by them. I'm. Is it? Whenever I have a muscle spasm, I have to stare at it until it stops. I'm just fascinated by why. Because everything in your body, most things in your body are voluntary. And some things are voluntary and involuntary. Like swallowing. Ah, that sounds dirty, but it isn't. Uh, Swallowing is an involuntary and voluntary action. I think there are only a few things that are. I I don't even think breathing is. Because eventually, well maybe breathing, I'd have to Google that. But I know like, um, blinking, no. I mean, I know you can do it. No, blinking is also involuntary because eventually you're you're going to blink and eventually you're going to breathe. But like swallowing, sometimes you try to swallow and you can't. I'm going to have to Google the other two, technically, what they're considered. But like muscle cramps, it's weird to me that when your body just starts doing something that you don't want it to do, that you haven't been like twitch. And I don't know why it happens. And I'm sure there's somebody smarter than me that can... But when I get a twitch in my, like, I can't, I can't stop staring at it. Now, muscle cramps, ugh. I, I don't know which cramp is the worst. Bottom of the foot, oh boy, or calf. The calf cramp, if any of you get them, is, oh, it's you, it's like someone, it's like someone was in a clock tower and it's a sniper shot. Oh, it drops me like a little bitch. <laughs> oh, it's not. I I got a cramp the other day in my hamstring at the gym. And I know I made a little too loud noise because everybody, but I made a little shriek. Ah, 
I don't like my initial reaction to being scared or pain. Like it's a little more high pitched than I want it to be. And I'm trying to act tough, motherfuckers. And anybody who saw me spar with my son in the ring knows I'm not that tough. Um, but yeah. All right. So, you know what's funny is I learned I I remembered a story last night that I told. You, you ever as an adult, you know, our bodies change, right? Our bodies change, and, and like sometimes your body's cool with something when you're younger and not cool with it later. Or vice versa, not cool with it when you're younger and cool with it when you're older. You know, like uh, tomatoes. I hated tomatoes. Like them now. Roller coasters. No, I never liked roller coasters. But some people say that, like, as a kid, they loved them, but now they get on it. Their body just won't do it. They'll throw up. So I was telling the story last night. I've I've never told this story before, and I'm definitely going to tell you guys. So it was the... It was the night that I learned that I was now lactose intolerant. Okay, so now, guys, I grew up East Coast, Massachusetts. Love me some clam chowder. Oh, love me. Love me some clam chowder. I would, I would eat the shit out of some cream of mushroom soup, right? And so I, if I was going to make a girl dinner, you know, uh, my go-to was this Dijon chicken Dijon but the Dijon was like a Dijon sauce but with cream it was the cream of mushroom base oh it was the bomb dot fucking yummy dot com slash biz dot org right and so this is my parents lived in not Wyndham Pauling New York up near, my mom worked at the CIA in Poughkeepsie. The CIA was the Culinary Institute of America. By the way, going to eat at that place, I think there were like five kitchens, and everybody there was trained to be a chef, but they also all had to work as a busboy. They all had to work, you know, they had to learn every part of the restaurant. But the food was ridiculous. Anyways, we're living up there in, what did I say? Pauling, New York, yeah. And my parents were out. I had this girl over for dinner, right? It was um, somebody's. I was. I just graduated from college. I just graduated from college. I was. I was getting over the only. Well, not that's true. I've had two pretty good heartbreaks, but this was the real. The this was the one. You know. You know. Everybody's had that one breakup where you end up stalking somebody just a little bit. Not like danger stalking. But, you know, you may accidentally find yourself where they are like 20 or 30 times. Not weird. You know, just, oh, you're here? I had no idea you're going to be here. Um, oh, God. I ended up, I stayed in this relationship. So stupid. And my friends who went, went to college with know who I'm talking about. And I know you guys are listening and laughing. And fuck you. Um, I, can I tell you the last, this is how whooped I was. The last got to be four or five months of that relationship. Uh, she, I knew she was fucking somebody else. She wasn't hiding it. She was denying it, but wasn't hiding it, right? So, <laughs> and when I would, I would still go over to her house, but she wouldn't mess around with me, but, but she loved being my buddy. We were buddies. Um, and this is the, she's the person who bought, I had a St. Bernard. She ended up buying 
I had a St. Bernard Bud, and uh, when she, I ended up taking them, but, uh, and she also pronounced, <laughs> her, her major weakness was that she would, didn't, she would pronounce salmon with an L. That always bothered the fuck out of me. But, um, she, uh, the last five, six months, guys, I would go over to her house and just at night rub her back. Oh, I was so whooped. Spend the night. We wouldn't mess around. Nothing. I got dick. Ugh. Anyways, what was I talking about? I completely forgot what I was talking about. Whooped. College. Uh, oh, lactose intolerant. All right. So I got this girl coming over. My parents are out because I was staying at their house before I moved to Seattle. And um, my parents are out and uh, I make this dinner, right? My parents got upstairs and downstairs and I had my St. Bernard Bud was in the basement. I left him down there because, you know, when I when Bud was a puppy, not puppy, probably two, which I guess is puppy. And he was a St. Bernard. I went to Florida Thanksgiving with my grandparents and I left him with my roommate and my roommate left the gate to the backyard open and Bud ran out in the street and got hit by a van in the head. Well, it was a good thing. He was 150 pounds. But he was fucked up, and the guy who hit him drove him straight to the hospital, and, you know, they saved him, but, you know, Bud was never the same. His head was a little caved in, and his body was, you know, he never was 150 pounds again. Like, he never weighed more than probably 110, 115 pounds after that. But his personality changed, too. Like, he was, he was, you can either, he, there was no in-between. Like, before, he was a friendly St. Bernard, and he was, people could climb on him or whatever, and then... You just never knew who he was going to like and didn't like. And if he didn't like you, he was coming after you. He was coming after you. He tried to bite my cousin Scott in the fucking nut. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, So I had Bud downstairs, right? And, uh, oh, jeez, it used to be funny because it was back when Beethoven was popular and they'd come up and be like, Beethoven. I'm like, no, Cujo. Think Cujo, not Beethoven. Um, So... Uh, I make the food, okay? And Bud was downstairs. I had to keep him downstairs because I don't know what she, how things are going well. And she was super cute. And um, I was thinking, all right, this is maybe my first try for some vagina after the breakup. You know, and the breakup had happened a long time ago, guys. I had just wasted a lot of fucking time. Anyways. I we eat food is so good. I went the Dijon chicken with some mashed potatoes, and then I some I I make these green beans. They're so good. Anyways, eating them, we're killing it. Got a little beer, you know what I mean. She's got a little wine, and then about twenty minutes after dinner, we're sitting on the couch and we're talking and shit, and I feel a little gurgle in my stomach. And, um, you know, there's a difference between like a gurgle, like, huh, I wonder what that's going to be. And a gurgle, which is like, uh, oh, it is something bad is about to happen. So I'm trying to think it's just me and her in the house. So there's no time to really go take a dump, but that's what has to happen. There's no getting around it. Like it's, it's about to be. 
a fucking big problem. So I'm like, shit, I wonder if I caught a bug. Because I know it's not the food. I've had, I've made that dish for every woman I've ever had made dinner for. Like that is like my go-to, right? So I go, oh, I think I got to check on Bud. I hear him. She's like, what's he doing? I go, oh, no, I just heard him. He's really restless. And he's a big dog. So I was like, he can get out, which is true. Like he would, look, a very young when he was very young, I re- realized that I couldn't leave food on top of the refrigerator. On top, guys. Because at nighttime, he would put his paws up against the refrigerator and rock it until the food fell off. He, right? And he was strong enough and big enough where if the door was a little bit open or if it was a handle, you know, he figured out how to hit that handle. So I was like, let me just check. I think he's downstairs. So I run downstairs. And I'm like, okay, this has to take as long as a pee. And I, but you never know what the what the situation is going to be until you get down there. So I get down there, I'm in the bathroom, and it was not a, right when it happened. I'm like, this is trouble. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, that's a one and doneer. This is trouble. So. And I tried to make it happen. It's like I was flushing as things were happening. You know what I mean? I'm wiping as things are happening because I want the smell to be gone. I want to be done with this. And it took a little longer than I wanted to because it was a couple rounds. So it was longer than a pee, but shorter than what you would think a poop would have been. Guys, it doesn't get too gross. I'm not going to get graphic. Maybe. So I run back upstairs. Now, I run upstairs. And you guys know we've all had some bad. You don't look the same. You know what I mean? You got a thin film of sweat over you. Maybe you lost a little color in your face. And when that kind of explosion happens, there's always just a little bit. Not like a huge, you don't stink like shit, but you don't smell like yourself. Do you know what I mean? Run upstairs and she's like, you okay? Because she saw that I looked a little disheveled. I'm like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. She's like, is, it, is Bud okay? I'm like, yeah, he was just getting restless. He's a big boy. I go... And I put the caveat out there. I go, I may have to run back downstairs. I'm not sure. I hope he'll be okay. She goes, I hope so too. So she moves a little closer. And she puts her hand through the back of my hair and rubs and grabs my neck and pulls me towards her and, and kisses me, right? And I'm like, okay. You know, maybe maybe this will go away. Maybe it was a one-time thing. And I'm surely it's not the food because I've had the food before. And we're about 15 minutes in. Um, there's some clothing off. And I feel the gurgle again. And I'm like, <laughs> Because look, guys, the last thing I want to do when there are boobs in my face is to say, hey, you know. Because if I tell her what's happening, it's a deal breaker. Like 100%. I haven't seen boobs in a long time. And I would like this to keep happening. But I have to think of a reason because also if you have boobs in your face, right, the, and you make an excuse to leave the boobs, I'm sure the woman's like, well, what the fuck is the deal here, right? What's he going I didn't want her to think that I was running downstairs to fucking do coke or whatever. I was running downstairs because, you know, I was having a, a, a fight with my asshole. We were in an argument and he had a lot to say, you know. And, um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I feel the gurgle boobs out and I pull away and I go, Hey, uh, I'll be right back. She goes, what's going on? You okay? 
And I was like, yeah, I think I hear Bud again. And she was like, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, I think I do. She's like, you sure everything's okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure everything's okay. So I run back downstairs. And this time with a little more urgency. Because I don't think she's just going to hang around in my parents' living room with her tits out. Without me there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't see that happening. So I run downstairs. And the second round, worse than the first. There's no, no, no way to make it shorter. It is like, it's like, uh, it's like my asshole's turn for the debate. And he was saying everything that had ever been on his mind. And like, I think I shit out my gum from third grade. Like it was the most just violent trip I had ever had to a bathroom and I and at that point I'm sweating and I had it was so dramatic that I had forgotten about the naked boobs upstairs it was just like I just needed this to be over a finish at this point there's no getting around the way I look you know you're drained I was sweaty like and I start to run back upstairs and as I'm running upstairs she's walking down it and she goes, what's going on? And as soon as I turned the corner, like I, I had, hadn't shut the door to the bathroom. And you could see, because she was still trying to be sexy. You know what I mean? She had her shirt back on, but no bra and unbuttoned. So it looked like super sexy. And she was like, what's going on? You coming back soon before she could say upstairs. I think that smell hit her in the face. And she was like, oh. I said, I'm so sorry. And that's when I found out I was lactose intolerant, everybody. And not like cheese. I can eat pizza. But any ice cream, uh, any kind of cream, cream of mushroom, any of that stuff. Anyways, that's that. Uh, I have a, developed a couple things. Like as I get older, you know, one of the reasons that I don't have a whole lot of muscle is I just can't eat a lot of protein. When I eat too much protein or enough protein where my, I should be building muscle, m- my eyes swell up. You know, I was told that my body, my, you know, I did such a high protein diet for so long. It can fuck up your kidneys, everybody, just so you know. And um, I did such a high protein, low fat diet um, for so long. And by the way, I know now that's not the way to go. But I fucked up my kidneys a little bit. So now I can't eat too much protein. But somebody asked me the other day about the protein when I was on Facebook Live. They asked if it's vegan protein. And yeah, because I, for whatever reason, that protein doesn't isn't so hard on my kidneys, I guess. It doesn't make my eyes swell up. But when I do like a clean whey protein, if I take it for more than a week, it, it starts to show on my eyes. If I eat too much protein during the day, my eyes swell shut. So... That's the deal with that. I know you guys had asked. Now, listen, I want to talk to you about something else, too. I've talked about this for a little bit, but I want to do a a talk show from my back office at my house. But if you guys have any suggestions about what I I think I want it to be basically an R-rated version of a combination of Chelsea. And when I say Chelsea, I mean like with the comedians, not necessarily all entertainment, but like an R-rated version of a talk show. How, How do we feel about that? I like it. I'm going to try it. I just don't know format or how, but we're going to give it a shot real soon. Um, I have the cameras picked out, and uh, I'm ready to go. 
Um, okay, I do have to get ready for my show. Fuck. We'll get into one more thing. Okay. I heard someone today. They're watching TV and bickering. I heard someone in the lobby be like, I hope one day that we don't see color. Why do we have to see color? Why can't people just be people? I love the sentiment, and I disagree with you fucking wholeheartedly. Why do we have to see color? Because people are different colors. I, I don't... I don't understand why different has a negative connotation. We are all different. By the way, all white people are different too. But we, we're different. What's wrong with embracing the differences rather than making them be a negative? It just makes no sense to me. I don't want to live one day where we all, you don't see color. Because they're different people. It's insulting to those people to say, you're, you look just like me. No, I don't, motherfucker. I look like me. I look like me. Fuck you. You look like you. And here's the thing. Like, you know, and anybody says I don't judge. Everybody judges. Again, you're putting a negative connotation on something. You're making it seem more sinister than it needs to be. Look, don't tell me. To, don't. Okay. If we went to a, a playground tomorrow. Playground tomorrow. And there was we're pick, picking basketball teams. We don't know anybody. And there's a six foot white guy. And there's a six foot black guy. Both kind of athletic looking. And uh, you got last pick. And those are the two left. Who are you picking? White guy or the black guy? Same short, same shirt. White guy or the black guy? You're picking the black guy. Is that racist? Are you are you racist for picking the black guy? Are you racist for saying you're... you're, you're are you racist for even saying you're picking the black guy? No, you're picking the black guy. That's it. I don't think that's racist. I think it's been proven... Uh, you know, there aren't as many black people as there are white people in the country. and But there are predominantly black people in the NBA. What does that tell me if I'm doing a little quick breakdown? That n numbers are on my side. That the black guy is probably going to be better. Is that racist? It's not fucking racist. Look, it's just like if I saw a bald white dude with a tattoo on his head walking down the street. I'd be like, man, he doesn't like me. I'm going to assume he doesn't like Jews. I judge him. I fucking judge him. But judge, look, when you see somebody right away, you judge them. Don't tell me. I'm not saying judge is not a negative thing. When you see somebody and the way they're dressed and the way they look, you've already made a judgment about them. I just don't understand why we can't embrace our differences. I don't understand why. Because if I say, hey, and by the way, I don't, I'm not a... I mean, we bumped up against this cultural appropriation thing, too. I think... As a whole, 98%, 90% of that shit is bullshit. There's some stuff, I guess. But we all live together, right? So I, that, that's what happens. You see an idea, you like it, and you mimic it. Because you like it. Because you like it. Um, but one of the things that's happening, right, is that, okay, is that because we're so careful, everybody's the same, everybody's equal, everybody, right? And everybody is equal, but everybody's the same. We can't, everybody, mm-mm-mm. Look, I don't want to be homogenized with other people. I like different people's flavor and race and color. It's not the same as mine. And that, guys, is what is great about this country. That. 
is that there is differences. It's not North Korea where you you are expected to be the fucking same as everybody else. We don't want to homogenize everybody. We want the differences. We embrace the fucking differences. And it's okay. And guess what? Look, I'm not going to get into it, but stereotypes come from somewhere. Not all of them, but stereotypes come from somewhere. They're not made up out of nowhere. I'm just saying, everybody. And I don't know why people get so touchy also like sexist and racist and prejudiced. And these are words that we throw out too easily. And, you know, somebody can have a different opinion than you and not be a sexist. Somebody can be a different opinion than you and not be racist. Like, uh, uh, anyways, I don't want to get too far into it, except I don't want to live in a world where we don't see color. That's fucking insulting to people of color and it's insulting to everybody else who aren't children who can see that there are differences and it's fine and you embrace them and we love it and that's the best thing in the world. Um, all right, listen. I uh, I do... Oh, and the one thing uh, somebody asked me to talk about here from Facebook Live is airport etiquette. Airport etiquette. Guys. Huh? There's in public in general, you know, but airport is the same thing as the mall as a supermarket. There are a couple things in the airport that fucking people walk, you know, like a pigeon in the park and they just walk in whatever direction they want. I've always said that about two year old kids. You know, when my son was in kids were in play preschool and they're like, look at them play, look at them play in the playground. They're not playing. Two year olds don't play with each other. They run around the park in the playground like pigeons. They bump into each other and then they run they, fucking right. Um, I can't stand it. If you're at an airport, guys, it's busy. So if you're walking and then you just take a fucking left across three lanes without looking, you're going to run into some people. If you're, if you were walking two miles an hour and not in a straight line like that shit, it just goes like all of my pet peeves. My biggest pet peeves are the ones where people aren't paying attention and realizing that there are other people in the world. Sometimes we get caught in our own little space. I get it. But the predominant amount of times, people just don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about the rest of us. For airport etiquette, just like every other etiquette out in public, know that you're in public. Know that there are other people out there. Know it. And pay attention. It's not just you. This isn't your world. Take your head out of your fucking phone. And by the way, if you're in the airport and you're walking with your head in your phone expecting people to get out of your way, I should be able to knock that phone out of your hand and kick it down to my gate. Um, all right, guys. Making this a short one because I got to roll. And plus, I just think I just did 40 minutes on Facebook Live and I'm just sitting in here talking to myself, which is embarrassing. Um, but uh, here's what I want to challenge you to do. From here on out, this is the challenge. And listen, I know nobody's going to do this, but if you did, it would make me so happy. One thing a day for you and one thing a day for somebody else. Not your family, not your kids, somebody you don't know. Now, that thing could be a hello. It might, the thing for somebody else, honestly, could take you half a second. You could open a door for somebody. Say hello. Say thank you. Tell somebody they're doing a great job. Smile at somebody. 
do one thing for you. Now, the thing for you, I would ask you to make it 10 minutes a day just for you, whether it's quiet time outside, sitting on the patio, whether it's just 10 minutes for you to watch your part of your favorite show, 10 minutes with a book, whatever. If you want to jerk off for 10 minutes, whatever. 10 minutes for you, one thing for somebody else every day, every day. If you tweeted me at Josh Wolf Comedy and told me what those things were, it would make me so happy. But, guys, this is how we're going to make a change. We're not going to make a change with those motherfuckers out there in Washington telling us how much we hate each other and how much the other side is stupid and how much, you know, fear, 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 fear. Fuck them. Make a difference in your world. Do something for you. Do something for somebody else. It's going to make a difference. And then tweet me. And guys... Thank you for listening to my little diary. And I'm sorry I'm not as consistent with it. And I know I do a lot of Facebook Lives. And I'm trying to figure out the nice blend of the two of them. But I really like this. This was my first love right here. And, uh, yeah, it's so nice of you guys to join me on it. And I know our numbers are dwindling since I've stopped doing interviews. People don't seem to really dig this. And that's okay. This is for us. I love you. Later.